This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 3, Episode 42. My name is Maz, I'm joined by the boys, Ryan and Ben, and what a result at the Emirates, call that a hat-trick, it (laughs) is three results in a row at the Emirates for the Albion, massive, massive win, 3-0, 3-peat, Michael Jordan would be proud of. Nice segue, Ben. Love that. Cheers, Love mate. that. Um, well, boys, look, what a result. Let's start off with, as we always do, let's just get our little mini 30-second roundup of the game and then we'll get, get into it. So, Ryan, kick us off, mate. You were in the away end at the Emirates. Look, what a day. My voice has only just recovered. It's just, it's just mad, you know, because it's, it's 20 to 1. I assume by now it would have been a little bit, still a little bit bad, but it's all right. We're getting there now. But, uh, mate, my God, that has to go down as probably one of the best away days I've ever done because to go to Arsenal, Emirates Stadium, the, the you know, media hype at Arsenal and the Emirates is such a special place and all that rubbish. And then you go Only this there, season it's been a special wins. place, by the way. <laughs> and then you went and get three wins, three nil. Look, that is you just can't write it, can you? I mean, we absolutely dominated them as well. I know the goals were a little bit scrappy, but look, I don't care because we we really deserved it on the face of the game. And and yeah, absolutely deserve monster class to say the least. Yeah, um, and Ben. Yeah, I think you know. I'll tell you what. The first half was a bit. It felt a bit cagey because I think Arsenal had a few a few attempts like they skim past the near post and that sort of thing. I was thinking, oh, they're, they're guaranteed to score a goal. Um, so when we scored our one, I was like, okay, I reckon we can actually get a draw here because for some, I just had it in my head that Arsenal was still going to score. Um, but that second half, we just, yeah, played them off the park, didn't we? We were phenomenal. It's, it's actually insane that only on Monday we got battered by Everton 5-1. It's just, that's, that's football. That's yeah, why we love the sport that... because, because we were so abysmal and lost to a team that have been so abysmal this season. And then to flip it and then beat the uh, Arsenal, who have been top of the league for ninety three percent of the season, and to demolish them like we did at the Emirates is just yeah incredible. It's nuts. Yeah, I, I think that that for me was the biggest thing. It was that, yeah going from getting battered five one at home to Everton to then <laughs> going to the Emirates and putting on that kind of performance. I think that just it's shows real, again. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's let yeah, let's talk, talk about that comment. Obviously, the quote yeah. from Deserby. You will see the true Brighton and mate, all-timer. he backed up the talk. <laughs> that is an all timer. That is he backed up the talk, uh, and what a way to do it as well. So let's get cracking, boys. Straight away, it was a bit of a feisty affair. Going actually, no. Let's before we get into the game, actually, uh, the eleven, the the Brighton eleven, because he made three changes. He brought in uh, Gilmore, Ferguson, and Colwell back into the starting eleven. And for me, when I saw the starting lineup, I was troubled. I messaged you boys in the group chat saying, mm. "Oh, what a starting eleven that is!" Like, mm. I was really happy with it and um i think gilmore and Nicole will especially i thought ferguson was a bit i think he's still lacking a bit match fitness in my opinion i think he was still he was a little bit off it he, he played well but I, I thought he wasn't really up to his usual standards but i thought uh, gilmore and colwell were brilliant uh, and ryan start with you um yeah the impact yeah. that gilmore and colwell had on the game oh their quality they're just class you know you could they just ooze class colwell was exceptional yesterday probably the best game i've seen him it for us so far. He was fantastic. Uh, Since the last time we played at the Emirates. Yeah, uh, he was he was brilliant. Yeah, um, he was unreal. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you anything he did wrong. Him and Dunk as a partnership is is you know really 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 good. And everyone knows how much you know we love Levi, and I really really would love him to stay. As much as it does seem difficult to accept that he'll probably go back, but um, yeah, he, he's a he's an absolute machine, mate. And um, Gilmore the same. I thought it, the sort of 65, 70 minutes he played, he was really good. I was quite surprised when he came off, actually. I said it to my dad at the time. I was like, oh, you know, why is taking Gilmore off bringing on Welbeck? Especially when we're 1-0 up. And um, you know, that goes to show what do we know. I that's suppose. why. But, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that change was actually really key. And, you, you, yeah. you know, you know, I always talk about Welbeck and uh, and stuff. But I thought he actually really changed the game. And he actually yeah. stretched the stretched the Arsenal defence uh, differently to what we were doing before. So, yeah. And, and Ben, just quickly on, on Gilmore and Colwell, what kind of impact do you think they've had on the season so far? Well, it's short but sweet, I guess. They obviously Gilmore, um, Cole's had more of an impact, but um, I think since Gilmore's come in, he's been brilliant, hasn't he? Which is a very, very pleasing to see going into next season when, when slash if we do lose Alexis and Mac, like we say every single pod. Um, yeah. Cole's amazing. It's, it's, it actually makes me so sad thinking that we could lose him, and obviously, well, sorry, not sign him on a perm. Because um, yeah, the money that they're going to ask for, don't do a Ben White and Leeds, Ben. <laughs> no, Leeds. the money I'm that they're going to ask for is going to be it's going to be big. The money they're going to be asking for. Um, yeah. It depends if we can shoehorn. It depends if we can. I saw some reports yesterday. If we can shoehorn a Caicedo or an Alexis into the deal to get Colwell, I know it's not fee for a football manager, and those deals don't normally tend to happen. But if mm-hmm. we can say, look, we'll we'll prioritise and give you Caicedo or Alexis as long as we can have uh, Colwell back, I'll be a very happy man because. Yeah, he is brilliant, and he's got so much promise. Um, if we do get him, I, I, summary, I just see it of him being like a long-term Brighton player, if like replacing Dunk, taking over from that role, and just playing for us for many years to come. And I pray that we do. Um, yeah, he's great. Then mm-hmm. on Ferguson, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, obviously he's building sharpness again. I think, still think he done really well. There was that moment where he was on the edge of the box, which like outstrengthening Gabriel. I just think you forget he's eighteen, nineteen years old, and he's just. Some, he can bully centre-backs, which is just unbelievable to see. So God knows yeah. what he's going to be like. He'll be a different beast when he's a bit older. No, definitely. Mm. And um, with regards to, um, yeah, the, the, the beginning of the game, it was a feisty one. Like the first 10 minutes, a few, a few tasty challenges, notably Martinelli on Matoma. Send them off. Send them to get off. Yeah, Ben, we'll start with you on this one. Um, I, I personally thought it was, it, I mean, I don't know how he didn't get a booking, let alone... It could have. It definitely was dangerous play. Like you could even argue with Red Card. Mm-hmm. I think Red Card. I don't know personally if Red Card was a bit too much. I don't know, Ben. Let, let's start with you. What What were your thoughts? Was it red? Was it should have been at least a yellow? 
as a Brighton fan, I'll be I was screaming for a red, of course, but mm. it should have been a card, a yellow. Like I would have gone, okay, early in the game. I know that's a, that's like an unwritten rule, isn't it? Try not to send someone off in the in the opening five minutes, but it kind of is that. So it kind of is that right? way. Yeah, it's very dumb. Yeah, dumb unwritten rule. But the way he like jumps in, I know he's he's not he's looking at the ball. He's not looking at Matoma, but it's the fact that he like leads almost with his elbow, and mm. that's mm. where Matoma's head is. So it's just. I don't know if the, yeah he's, I don't know if he's done it intentionally, but it's just clumsy, and obviously clumsy challenges can end up really really hurt people. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's it can right. end up being re- super like, dangerous. Though, so I'm Trimble... surprised that he got away with not even getting a single card. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And Ryan, no, I agree. I think um, yeah, it's, it's definitely bordering or, uh, orange red, red card, <laughs> orange card. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think orange it is bang on. Literally in that in that, <laughs> it's, it's got to be in it because yeah, Give him I a think... sin bin. Had that been the other way around, I'd imagine he probably would have got sent off because that just seems to be how the, the Premier League works. Um, is you know, The fact that not only that one, I mean, that's a yellow, definitely. It was right in front of me as well. As it happened, I was like, my God, he could have knocked him out doing that. And as I say, if it was the other way around, I think it would have been. And, you know, so many times Arsenal, I mean, don't get me wrong, we had our time wasted at the end and I, and I did. And I was like, you know what, if we can't beat him, join him. We get, we're on the end of it every single week to screw him. And I must admit... The first sort of 45, there was so much time lost. It was driving me mad. Every every single game, there's so much time lost. I feel like a, a broken record saying There the was eight thing. minutes, though, to be fair. Eight minutes added on, to be fair. Yeah, that, so was, they did, they... Sec- that was second half, though. First half was five. Oh, you mean first half? Right, 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 yeah. Yeah, mate, first half, we lost so much play. So much play. And I was just thinking, oh, my goodness. And I thought it was going to be one of them. We we're on the end of it again. But, um, yeah, second half, don't get me wrong. We joined in a little bit. And I, I respected it in the end because I was like, Do you know what, we, we're on the end of it every single week. And it's, it's a shame because the game is is that now, isn't it? Everyone just time wastes and dives and cheats. I wish it wasn't so much, but um, yeah, we got what we got deserved. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. On, obviously, Marseille did get sent off, but because of what he'd done, he ended up having to go off anyway, which was quite poetic yeah, well, in so- itself. So yeah, oh, so obviously Kaiseido, Kai, yeah. Kai, Kai obviously yeah. yeah, the challenge on him, and then you see after he he, uh, he high five. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, was so I was like yes, I love that. That's cold. <laughs> That's cold. Also, just quickly, this has really been bugging me for a while now, right? Matoma, am I right in saying he wears like a gum shield? Because I swear, like yeah, I sometimes he does. Yeah. he does, doesn't he? Yeah, maybe I'm, he's got Invisalign. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I've always noticed like he's got like a like a like his lip sort of looks more inflated, mm. and I and I, I remember. I think, That's I the reason he's like, so shit, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got the gum shields. It was. I, I, I was thinking it was either gum shields or snus. Or snus. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but definitely gum shield. Um, you know, and then of course, yeah, Martinelli had to go off um, because of Caicedo's challenge. Um, it wasn't as bad on. as people were making out. I don't think. Okay, let's talk about. Be fair to yeah, like Caicedo's yeah, yeah. one, but I don't think it was as bad as people said. Like it, was, it looked it was like late. he came from behind, but it was almost it was the angle. I guess. Yeah, it's not yeah. like he really really hurt him. Like he went down the back of his leg. Somehow he's obviously been forced to go off, which then obviously can. Well, he, uh, Martinelli's side, leg. Probably say. So, so Martinelli's leg got caught and and like twisted. So yeah. I think it's the, the the angle it went in. His leg sort of got got twisted in it. So mm. yeah, that's why he had to come but off. Yeah, as as Rama Rama. I was going to say karma. But as Ryan said, it's sweet karma. So, yeah, he went off. They might not have gone down to 10 men, but at least Martelli had to get off in that one. Yeah. Not saying I wish injuries on anyone, obviously. But I was going to say, yeah, bloody hell. Dot, dot, dot. But then that meant, obviously, <laughs> uh, Agent Trossard came on, which was great. What a game you had, mate. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, he did hit the bar, though. Do you not remember? He did, I, I was about to say, so Trossard did hit the crossbar, uh, which I thought if that had gone in... Trossbar. Now, 
Yeah, the Tross bar, yeah. Um, let's talk about Trossard. Obviously, his impact on the game for the second goal we'll come on to. But just, just quickly, <laughs> what do you think of his performance, uh, Ryan, yesterday? Oh, mate, it was so good. Probably one of our best players, I'd say, to be honest with you. Uh, I, think as soon as he, I think as soon as he come on, right, I wanted to sort of measure um, the away end because I said on that AFTV video that I wouldn't boo him. I'd probably clap him. And I stuck... There was I, a lot of boos, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. I didn't clap him. Yeah. And as soon as everyone booed, I was like, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'll do the same. So, yeah, I, I did boo him. So, I'm to be I was going to talk about this. So, yeah, like, um, was it our good good friend Josh Akers uh, messaged me saying, why are they booing Trossard? And I was like, I think it's mostly because of the way he forced the transfer through. Yeah. And he also didn't tell us to trade him, didn't he? He fell out of Lallana. Yeah. Lallana, and he, was it? He fell out of Dunk or yeah. something like that. And he left the country, Drumbo. He left the country and didn't turn up for training. Left the country? Yeah. yeah. Mate, why, was, why was I clapping him? What was I on about? Yeah. Forget that <laughs> guy. It's because yeah. it, the reason why uh, other fans reacted like that is because they don't actually know those ins and outs. I don't mm, think they're, they're, yeah, they were widely reported that yeah, much. It was only within like Brighton Twitter. But it was only within like Brighton Twitter. I don't. I don't think Fabrizio ever said he forced a move out or anything like that. It's only what we know from obviously the local sources that we haven't been on Twitter and that sort of thing. So yeah. I can understand mm. why people would think what a Tim bought club by booing him, but we had our reasons and they yeah, were, okay. they're sure. factual. No, exactly. And I think and what's then... quite funny is, um, sorry, just to say about Trossard, is as soon as he come on, uh, I think it was his literally his first touch and it goes out of play. He miscontrols it and it yeah. comes off the pitch, to which yeah. the whole away end goes, way and all this but sort of thing. He wasn't doing too bad, though, that done. first half. I don't think no, he was too bad. I was scared of him. And then obviously, if that, if that did go in, when he hit the bar, mm -hmm. he was at the away end. I can imagine him running up to the away end and doing that. Could you not? Could surely nah, he would I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think he would have. You know. I, I don't know. Do I you think, think? Respects, I think he still respects us. I think uh, maybe not now after we booed him. I don't know. Yeah. I think definitely going. I think it, going into the game, I think he did have respect for us because he achieved a lot with us and like he was one of our good players and I think he had a good relationship deep down. But I know it, it mm. ended sour. Part of me thinks he would have just because he was booed and then hit. Then obviously, if he scores after that, the motion. Maybe gets to him. Could, if he did know. that, I, I would have him wholeheartedly. <laughs> I would, I would have, I would have said fair play. Don't say fair play to that. <laughs> would have broken us all. Instead of doing that. this, we're all just doing that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, let's going on to the first goal. Um, and and I want to talk about something just away from the first goal. But he was very instrumental goal in the, the first goal. Mitoma, uh, obviously done Ben White, who then provided ben to Estepinian. Yeah, sure. uh, yeah, it provided to Estepinian, who then crossed it for Nciso. But let, before we get onto the actual goal, of course, Mitoma versus Ben White was a very, very <laughs> enjoyable mismatch. battle for us. It was a mismatch, yeah. And also going into the game, I think we all we were all um, be on the same page on this. I think with regards to Mitoma's performances, probably from around the FA Cup semi final up until to yesterday. He was a bit under par. I think we can all agree that we didn't see the best of Matoma. And he sort of, you know, everyone was saying, is, was it a purple patch? Was it, you know, is he done? Is he a fraud? Last all week these he things. was quite good. Yeah. But... Against, um, well, who did we beat? United, he was good. And who was on before? Not Everton. 6-0. Oh. The Wolves game. Oh, the Wolves game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I think yeah. to the standards we held him to, I think mm. some of the games he was a little bit below par. And there was a few games where we were a bit like, has he sort of, you know, gone through that. But I think yesterday showed very, very clearly that Ben White as well, we can't we can't disrespect Ben White because he's been one of the best defenders in, in the Premier League yeah. this season. And he made him look genuinely subpar slash 
sort of mid-table type vibes defender. Maybe a Crystal <laughs> Palace, maybe Crystal Palace vibes. Um, but but yeah, let's start with you, Ryan. Uh, ben White Matoma. That was an yeah great battle for 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 Matoma really. And Ben White was in is in uh, a oh, lot world of trouble. Was... Yeah, yeah, talk to me about Matoma's performance. Oh, he's fantastic yesterday. Hey, he's 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 quality. I think it's the hair colour did it really, to be honest. But no, he's, he was so good. Um, it was good to see him on his confidence. And when he when he takes on players, you just fancy him, don't you? I think uh, he did it a few times against United at Wembley before it sort of went quiet. And everyone, I don't, I don't, I still don't agree with that Aaron Wan-Bissaka thing because I thought only second half he really got pocketed. I thought first half he was quite good against him, really. And I think that when he goes down to the byline, hugs it really, really tight, and then sort of knocks it past his man. It, uh, it's such a good move that it was that it was that m- moment I remember was it in this first half I want to say where he stopped uh, Ben White stood him up like one on one and then Ben White yeah. thought he was going to turn back inside but he actually turned him the other way and just breezed yeah. past him and, and Ciso had that chance remember in the first half he reads him so um, well I mean he yeah, reads his man so well he sort of mm-hmm. analyzes him doesn't he goes off if he's going to go lean that way he goes the other way I mean it sounds so obvious doesn't it because there's no like crazy skill moves that he uses it's just elite ball control and it's, it's so good to watch to be honest it's the funniest part is when you, they've done a slow-mo of it and you can see ben white as soon as the ball goes past it ben white just goes yeah 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 there's no way i'm going but you know what we yeah. actually saw we saw glimpses of that battle when we played them back in when was it in December, yeah, or, yeah on New, on New Year's did, Eve, yeah. and we saw that Matoma White battle when he got the better of him. Actually, scored, didn't he? Yeah, he scored, and then I think he had one disallowed by VAR. So we saw, yeah. we kind of, well, I remember that in the back of my head before the game. I thought we could have some fun down that side because Ben White couldn't handle him then, and yeah. maybe it, that would be the same. And it was, yeah, he, he had, it, yeah. he had his pants down, didn't True. he? Really? And, it, and and he was very important uh, in that first goal. Yeah, who obviously he, yeah done Ben White and then gave it to Estepinian, who then great crossed in CISO. And it was very yeah. weird because I, I know Ryan obviously you didn't have this privilege. Well, not privilege, but we were watching it on TV and the commentary was so bizarre. Yes, because I heard this. When, when the goal went in, when the goal went in, Martin Tyler just goes and in CISO turns it in, and I was just like, "Are you? Just, is that <laughs> like, all? Like, yeah, like it was just so. It felt like." But I think maybe it's a shame for these big, like the big media. They make they love Arsenal. They love Arsenal, Leeds, and Brentford. Those are the ones that are like they they just can't get enough of them, can they? Mm. And whereas like yeah, Peter Drury's like funny. the Paraguayan jewel comes <laughs> to the Premier League, yeah, tears yeah. at the bridge, tears at the Emirates, phenomenon. Yeah. Like and you just it's all poet, it's all poetry. Yeah, but it was very and then you got Martin Tyler, just I, I so know, boring. I don't know. It was because it was um. There was a bit of a potential VAR yeah, thing. I don't know if people were saying it potentially VAR. But, yeah, I don't know. Ben, um, what do you think of uh, well, yeah, the first Martin goal? Tyler was like, the Arsenal team, go to the referee, surround the referee. And then whilst I was just thinking, how are you? How do you have the job still? Like You've done brilliantly this in your career, but just it's time to go. Um, I don't know. Right, was Mike, it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it... Oh, is it, it going to be bad? I don't think it was a foul. Evan Ferguson wasn't looking. Kiwa or Kiwi, oh, whatever his name is, he would. He kind of comes. Kiwi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of comes. <laughs> he kind of comes closer to um, to Evan Ferguson. Oh, I don't know. It's not really like a challenge. You yeah, can't he, really say it. As, basically, he puts his, really his, foot, on, purpose, his foot on his boot, and his boots come. His boot yeah. come off, doesn't it? But so, it's a bit yeah. sorry for a centre back to go down whilst you're still under mad threat in that position to go down and touch your ankle is embarrassing. Like no centre back yeah. or no player should really do that when your team's in a really, really dangerous spot like that, um, to go down as soon as you've had like a little scratch down your ankle, 
yeah, it's, he's yeah. stupid and he's let his team down there because he probably would have won the header because Nciso is like five foot two and <laughs> and Ki- yeah. Kiwi was in front of him. I think if if that was if that was given as a foul, I think it would have been super ultra soft. Yeah, um, I think that, I think the referees made, the but right not surprising there, knowing VAR this year to be honest. Well, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, 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 exactly. Um, anything else on that goal? Or do you want me to move on to the second goal? I'll say I'll say a little bit just because um, it was cool. such a good moment, wasn't it? And I think yeah, it's such a scuffed sort of ball in from a stoop and it sort of bounces over, and then Julio's there, he sort of flicked it, but he had to be there, right? And it was it was a good moment because he comes up to us, he does this as well. I love that celebration. I think he did about four celebrations. He did that. Yeah, he loves it. He absolutely loves it. Um, and I think that's why I like him so much because he's just so raw and he's so natural. Mm. There's nothing felt false about Julio. Um, and I think that's what makes him such a great, great, great little player. That goal, yeah. sorry, that goal reminds me of when you used to play headers and volleys in the park. You'd always have that one jammy kid that would always hover around the goal and just get some <laughs> little tap in when someone does a decent volley. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, literally yeah. like that and then run that's it off and run the goodness. World Cup. <laughs> that's a great He's come off my left leg or something. On in CISO, on in um, because I, I, I tweeted about this and I, I don't know I think apparently someone said it was crap but I don't it was. He actually started crying before he came off yeah, and I didn't know how it was do we know how serious the injury is? Well, when he came up to the away end at the end, he had a big ice pack on his leg. Um, okay. So I don't know, maybe something had like, you know, swollen or... Uh, to be honest with you, his legs look gone anyway. I've got to be honest, when, when I think he brought off uh, Ferguson, I thought he was going to bring off Julio, just because yeah. I could see his legs were gone at that time. So I think he just run himself into the ground, to be fair. So yeah. hopefully it's just a bit aware and tell. I just think he's emotional. Because of the result, and maybe just wanted to play even more. He seems like a very emotional character, doesn't he? He's like he cried at Stamford Bridge when he scored yeah. and we won. It just seems like a very emotional. He's person. very raw, yeah. to say. He's, yeah. he's a good. He's a good lad. He seems like a good boy. You know, he's not one that you can see him being. I don't know some sort of idiot or anything. He mm. just seems like a good, good boy. I hope. I hope he stays that way because I think that rawness when you're. Um, sort of a 18, 19, 20 year old footballer from South America. Don't know what it is. There's just something about it that's so enjoyable to watch. And yeah. having one yourself now, it's just like you just love it. Don't We're you? Having like five yeah. of yeah. ourselves, and then yeah, we got our five yeah. Pedro soon. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. good to watch. Nah, incredible. And then going on to the second goal, <laughs> Agent Trossard, of course, came into play. It was great. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's. <laughs> yeah, his assist. Obviously, yeah, crashed the ball into to Pascal Gross, and then the ball landed to to Undav, the the lob specialist. We're going to call him now. Um, yeah, he's taking like Daddy time, Welbeck's time. Every time, ta- literally every time he sees a, a lob, it's like it's showtime. <laughs> puts, on the, puts on the thing, and it, yeah, it's just incredible how good he is at finishing. And I think you mentioned it, Ryan, uh, yesterday. Um, how clinical he is, and I think that's the key thing for me is. You know, without trying to shit on him or anything like that, because he, I think he has got the makings of a good player. His his general play, I think, lets him down at times. But his finishing, he's finishing, yeah, yeah, yeah hundred percent, hundred percent. His link up play, everything's getting better. But his finishing is second to none. I think yeah, we've seen so that now good. on it's multiple so occasions. Like you look yeah. at Wolves, the finish at Wolves, the finish at Arsenal. Um, During the, the other friendlies goals as well, as well. beginning of pre season, he was he was yeah. getting a lot of goals. Just because I know, obviously, it's a lot less like intense, but you know the. To be able to score a goal is an instinct. You, you can't really teach it, can you? You know what I mean? So I think that we said it early then was he, he hit shots hard, he hit some low into corners, or he's very good at dinks. To be able to pull off those two types of shot means that you're a good finisher and it's so rare to have one. So if we can just keep him in and around this sort of 18-yard box mm. when you've got these moments, yeah. he's going to be so big for us. 
I find, I find it funny. Even when Gross isn't trying to assist, he somehow manages to get an assist <laughs> when it deflects off him and goes down. He's relentless, that bloke. He's always assisting. Yeah. Also, Ben, um, question for you here. Um, how important or how much do you think Undav next season will be involved? Obviously, I know uh, how Pedro isn't an out-and-out striker. And I know there's going to be players coming back. You look at Sima yesterday. He scored a brilliant goal last night for Ange. Uh, Sima yeah. uh, coming yeah. back. We've got Shakiri coming back. We've got, we've got a lot of attacking options coming back, basically. Dingra. Um, do you think Undav will play a big part next season? Or, or do you see him maybe stepping out alone? Or do you see him battling for, for a first-team place? I think from what we've seen, what this back end of the season, I think he's warrants to be started. Well, not sorry, not starting for us. Sorry, remaining in the squad for next season for sure. Whether he's yeah. number two or number three, I, could, I imagine Welbeck still got another season in him for, with us. Especially if we get into Europe, his experience with James Milner and Lallana will be so key. Um, so I, I, yeah, I can't see why not. I would, I, I would like him. I can't believe the words are coming out of my mouth after what I've said about it previously. But I, I want him to stay for sure. I don't want to see him go yeah. out on loan. I definitely see him as like a number two for sure. Yeah. And do you echo those thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I liked him then, didn't I? I said I, I liked him, Dav. I think he was just really, really, really low on confidence. Um, yeah, I think confidence I is so important for number nines, you know. I think to be able to um, have him scoring now, I think that Deserby's just that guy that players seem to play for. Um, he's got a good way of putting his arm around when you need and also kicking you up the bum when you need to as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd keep Dennis around. As you mentioned, we've got so many abroad at the moment. Um, and also in this country, we've got Ray Kadra as well, who looks like a really good player. Um, I think he's only about 21, 22. We've got, obviously, João Pedro coming in, who's going to be very good for us. We've got Abdallah Sima, who I think has gone really under the radar this season, doing so well for probably one of the worst teams in France. Um, so, you know, these players coming into our team, it's you know it's a team that's ready for them and, and ready for them to get better in. Um, so if they're doing well in these lesser sides, it only makes you a little bit more excited. And they're, and they're still young and, and, and got quality. So yeah, I keep I could keep and dab around, but it's it's reassuring to know that all of these players just keep getting you know better, and there's no sort of worry about who's going to flop. And just on that, Ryan, um, it's brought me on to actually nicely because um, there's there's been this debate right where people, well, a lot of casual fans have been saying that the Zerbi brings the best out of this Brighton squad, and that, that Brighton players that, that our squad is pretty average, but the Zerbi puts them onto <laughs> yeah, so another annoying, level. Yeah, what 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 do you think of that? Do you do you agree with a bit of that where like the Zerbi's bringing the best out of the players, which I think is a case, but would you agree that they're average players that are playing really well? This is, this, is, mate, this is just as stupid as the Southampton comparisons because uh, when you look at last season, it, it, it's consolidating, it's building. If you look at the season before, it's consolidating and building. What Potter did was really good because he built the foundations in that 16th place season where we were so good and we probably deserved mid-table. And then the following season where we could have even pushed for Europe if it wasn't for that blip in January. And then we have another one this season where we're looking like we could even get Europe now, probably should do. Um, and, you know, it's every year we've made that steady progress. So I don't think that there's any reason to suggest that anything of that time with different managers, players leaving, that they're getting any worse or that they're below par. It's just such a lazy opinion. It's just people making up narratives because they don't like the fact that a small club are getting better. And unfortunately, this isn't one that's going to go away as much as people want it to be and want it to be a Southampton and want to create their own little agendas it's not true because if you can see the club where we were in 2020, 2019, when it all sort of started, 
it's it's been foreseeable for a few years, and the last team to do that were Blackburn when they won the league um, very long time ago, and also Leicester uh, when they won the league. Unfortunately, they they their circumstance was foreseeable because they didn't replace. Whereas we're doing that, and um, that's what's got us ahead of the curve of the Leicesters and ahead of the curve of the Southamptons. On the yeah. flip side, um, when I was on the overlap, Carragher was like, "There's only so many times you can replace before one of the replacements doesn't work out." And there's obviously some but merit that in that works argument. For every single team in the world, though, doesn't it? You know, yeah, every of course. team in the world. But the thing with Leicester, and I should have said it to him, is like they got so many replacements wrong. You can probably get away with maybe one or two, but when you literally, you mean they still got Vardy playing there, and obviously he's a great finisher or whatever. But they still haven't replaced him after all of these years. Um, so that's where they've gone wrong. Like, yeah, I, I we think, can get think, away with making one or two mistakes. Yeah, I, I think where it all rolls back, and I think we've said this so many times, is Tony Bloom. I think it all stems back to Tony mm. Bloom and how he navigates us through these next couple of seasons. Because, yeah, look, it's inevitable. We're going to come onto it. We're going to lose key players. We're going to lose the likes of McAllister, Caicedo. These top, top players, are, of course, they're going to be lured by the Real Madrids, the Liverpools, the, the Man United, you know, like these big, illustrious clubs with rich history. We, Of course, we can't compare to that, uh, you know, little old Brighton and Hove Albion. But in saying that, we've got someone at the helm, or someone at the top who has got a vision for this club, has got all the analytical tools, all the, the you know, all the things to disposable. Uh, to dispos- and I think the key thing is he cares so much about the club. And I think to have that, uh, uh, someone at the top, I think that's really key going into these really, I think, testing years now, because I think it is not make or break, but it will really, I think, shape the next five to 10 years of this football club is how we now deal with replacing players, the infrastructure, all those kind of things that we see behind the scenes. I think Tony Bloom is going to be so pivotal to to guiding us to either b- being the next, I don't know, big, big club or going down the route of Southampton slash Leicester. But the thing is, you know, people don't want to say these things because they, they're like, you know, oh, it's Brighton. You know, I think that's what everyone always is like because they're just jealous that their club can't do the same. And I think that ultimately it was, you're right in saying it's this down to Bloom and it was, who was it at the beginning? It was Ben White's going to go and you're going to fall apart because he's your best defender. Yeah, Kukurea. Kukurea, you know, your player of the year. Basuma's going to go, it's all going to fall apart. How are you going to cope when you lose these players? How are you now going to cope when you lose McAllister? How are you going to cope when you lose Casado? It's like, yeah, but these players that, are, you know, Casado wasn't even thought about but, you know, no one even knew him, like, last January. And he was the one that no one knew. Whereas in McAllister, no one even batted an eyelid about McAllister for the World Cup. And if he didn't play in the World Cup, they didn't win it, still no one would care. Everyone knew he was probably our player of the season up until then. And he probably isn't now. And I think that's what's, like, more crazy, is that then he was our player of the season before the World Cup. Now he's probably not. And in that time, people rate him higher than they did then. And that goes to show the lazy opinions of this football club that people have outside of it because they simply just don't understand. Mm. He's, he, uh, I feel like McAllister has been overhyped because, just because of the World Cup. He's still a really good player. But I think the outs- yeah, <laughs> people on the outside, which is fine right. because it will make, make us more money. But he's been well overhyped simply because of this World Cup. The, the media absolutely love him, don't they? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get on to that a bit more. The Caicedo... Um and McAllister thing but just quickly let's round off the game um yeah 3-0 obviously the Welbeck drive who came on and made a difference uh Undav shot who which then Ramsdale parried to Esther Pinyan who had a yeah a bit of a scuff shot yeah happy birthday (laughs) his first official Premier League goal because of course his last one got ruled out uh but yeah a bit of a scruffy goal but I mean a goal's a goal's and and it rounded off a, a beautiful beautiful evening uh in North London so Ryan just quickly do you wanna um yeah your thoughts on the goal 
I must admit, I thought when Undav shot, I thought that was going in. Um, I thought it was going to be one of them yes, for Undav where he hits another one. Um, but it, yeah, it comes back out to Purvis. And I'm happy for him because he has been he was so good yesterday. I mean, he, was probably, he probably has been one of our best players this season. He's been absolutely fantastic, inverted, bombing it down the left. He had everybody on toast yesterday. Whoever was in his path, he dominated. And uh, he capped it off with a goal. Okay, it probably wasn't a, you know, a worldy goal that you want to score, but you've got to score them goals if they're in front of you. And he, it, was, it was a good finish as well, considering Luke to yeah, over... Yeah, when you hit it Ramsdale. into the ground like that. Hmm. Yeah, it's always it's always Good. a decent finish. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I suppose that sort of rounds up the, the game as such. But just to talk about um, some some club records, boys. So I don't know if you saw this uh, yesterday at all, but I love these. We, this is this is the most points we've ever accumulated up until this point. Of course, there's still four Shocker. games to go. Fifty eight points. We've won seventeen games again, club record in the in the top flight. We scored 66 goals, which again is a record in the top flight. And the That's most great. away wins of eight, again, a club record. So we've smashed and it's not one, even two, the three, four. Yeah, it's not, we still have four games to go and we smashed four club records, all very key Mad. ones. So I think that just shows the absolute um, development that the Zerbi, the club... Um, yeah, we just yeah, big round of applause to, to everyone involved because the players, the manager, the people at, at the top, I think have just guided us to yeah our best ever finish. It looks like I don't want to jinx things, but um, I think it's our best ever finish uh, the way we're yeah. going at the moment. Yeah, uh, by what was it ninth last season we got? Yeah, um, and in doing so, and... we've built a squad that's so likable. You know, we've built a squad mm. that feels really close to us. It's the first time that we've been able to say that in such a long time. You know, a squad that we feel genuinely a part of. And you, know, you see yeah. Levi and Lewis Dunk yesterday. They're absolutely loving it. You've got Julio and Purvis Estupinian coming up to us. Undav giving his shirt into the crowd or whatever he was, he yeah. was doing. Yeah, was that, was that his dad that was so in the crowd? Good. No, like no, it. that was um, uh, uh, Shamalan. Sh- uh, what's his name? The, the, the fan. Paul Shamalan, I want to say. What, the older guy? Yeah, the older guy. Yeah, he's, he's basically. I think he's like a he's like a really famous Brighton fan. I think, or, or he was part of basically oh, keeping really? us alive back in the nineties, eighties. Oh, yeah, when we were like oh. in the, going towards extinction. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's I'm ninety nine percent sure that's him. I'll, I'll find right. out the exact name. Bear with me. Uh, but yeah, you guys History. keep talking. I'll, I'll yeah, I was just gonna, I was just going to finish up with it anyway. It's a it's a, a likable club. I don't know about you, Ben, but it's the first time since the championship. I know we've said it so many times. The sixteen seventeen season like couldn't be topped. But I do think that this is the closest sort of vibe, and it, it, it beats last season. I know we had all those great away days or whatever, but these away days have been resulting in not only wins, but you know you've got more players that are. I don't know. They're just loving it, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I've some. I just love seeing the full time celebrations, like especially in the dressing room and stuff like that. Seeing all the players just absolutely loving it. Yeah, yeah, you can just tell. I think is it better than that season that we always go back to? Oh, I, yeah. Obviously, I it's a comp- obviously it's a completely different. No, I mean like just as in like the togetherness. I feel like it maybe is, yeah. or maybe it's hard to compare. We shouldn't compare because they're both great yeah, in their own way. But yeah, yeah, it's just so nice seeing them all together. Like when Undav was in the away, dra- away well. dressing room. Have we? Oh, nice. Yeah. And then when Undav was in the dressing room, like high five and everyone with Jason Steele, you think that looks so good. And also the I, I, spread, all the sandwiches and stuff like that they had. Yeah, that looked unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> um, also, I saw Julio was going straight over there, even though he was the only injured <laughs> one. He was the only one. To I love them all. <laughs> <laughs> love also them all. on that as well, um, the, the post-match press conferences were very interesting. There was two, of course. There was Undav and Steele. Uh, and then there was um, Deserby with the Sky Pundits. Now, the Deserby Steele was interesting because, of course, um, they were mentioning, like they asked him, like, how did you bounce back kind of thing? And, he, and they mentioned 
that the Zerbi showed them a video, an inspirational video of Michael yeah. Jordan, which if anyone's seen The Last Dance, I, I'm a massive fan of Last Dance. Mm. Like I was addicted to it. Um, and I, 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 love, I love basketball anyway. But to see him using Michael Jordan videos, inspiration is incredible. I think it just shows the, the mindset of, uh, and also, you know, his comments before, after the Everton game, you know, saying about you'll see the true Brighton. I think it just yeah. shows just, I know Hot, we've, we've known this for a long time, but oh, yeah, not only his character, but I think his his mindset of just being wanting to be a winner and and doing the best he can to because he said I think he came up with a quote saying I don't mind losing but if I'm going to lose I'm going to do it with with style and I'm going to do it with you know passion and actually doing it properly um, and I don't mind losing but I want to win which I just think just encapsulates him and yeah Ryan just mm. just sum it up for me um, in terms of Deserby's impact he's had so far and I'm sure hopefully he'll have in seasons to come. He's put in everything that we've needed. Um, everything that Potter couldn't do is what Pot is what Deserby can do, and I think that's what's so significant about him is that you know Potter would have you know probably been saying you know it's okay we take this we we move on it's what it is you know that sort of vibe. And whereas you've got Deserby saying no this ain't good enough or no we need to do this we need to do that and even if we win this game we need to do better next time because we didn't do that we didn't do this. And I think that if you've got the mentality to always do better and to accept that when, you when you're at a defeat is a time when you learn, that instantly is going to put you above pretty much everything. And, and that's always going to you know, work in not just football, but in everything in life. If you can accept losing as a mistake and that's going to make you improve, then every time that you win is going to be one that you're going to want to do better than. That is the best combination of winning mentality that you can physically have as a human being in this world. And that is the, everything that Deserby's put into this squad that... Graham Potter couldn't do and to be honest with you it's testament to him it's testament to Bloom it's testament to the, to the players as well for buying into it because you've got to give credit to the players which um, you know they've they've been through it all this season everything these fans have been through it all too and to be you know going through such such lows of losing what was such a great moment in that beginning of the season because you forget how good it was when Graham Potter's yeah. doing that to the North after the Leicester you know? game yeah, the mad, Leicester, I, remember, so. I remember it. The Leicester game was just mad. Like after that game, mm. we all thought we we're going on a European tour. Like things was life sweet, and then two days later or three days later, he's off to Chelsea, and it's like, oh, yeah. life's awful. The season's dead. Yeah. But then, yeah, Ben um, Deserby came in, and I suppose from that moment, really, everyone just sort of it, it was a bit of rocky start because he had a tough few games. Then he had Liverpool. He had like a really tough start. Yeah, we drew, but then. Did we draw to? Yeah, I think uh, we drew, we drew we to Forest at home, didn't we? That's it. Yeah, Forest and he also had a bit of a rocky start, Spurs. but then. But, but then he sort of rocketed yeah. after that. And yeah, what's your been your thoughts on Deserby's revolution? No, it's just incredible. Just it's so it's just such a breath of breath of fresh air having a manager like that that can put his like well, he can put his money where his mouth is, is that the saying? Um yeah, we'll go with yeah. that. Yeah. Just the, the what his words for last on Monday when he's saying you you'll yeah, you'll see the real Brighton. Not only being against Arsenal as well, by the way, where it could easily have backfired, but He's just ballsy, like all of his celebrations yeah, on the celebrations field, like the unreal. knee sliding on the Emirates. It's just yeah, love it. <laughs> the disrespect is class. I absolutely love it. And you see all the Arsenal fans it. that were still in the stand, like giving it to him and calling him a wanker or whatever. But yeah, that's just the manager. As a fan, you what you want to see? You want to see a fan that represents you. And I feel like he, he represents the fans yeah. so well because mm -hmm. he looks like a fan on the pitch. The way he always reacts. It means something yeah. to you, right, you know. Yeah, he gives he gives me proper Mourinho vibes as well. Like gives me yeah. not yeah, not as much yeah. not as much of a villain, not as much of a villain as Mourinho, <laughs> and maybe not as like uh, cocky, 
Because um, he's still like, when I was watching him, his, his interview is really humble. Like, he doesn't seem to like crack many jokes and stuff. And maybe it's the language barrier. I'm sure. No, he does. Come. He does. Maybe we're tired. Yeah, may, may, yeah, may, maybe. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen enough. Like, but from the one yesterday from Sky, he seemed very like. Um, very humble, you know, like they were saying, basically saying yeah. to him, like, you know, bigging him up and stuff. And but he was like very level headed. He seemed very humble. But then you see him on the sidelines. He's so passionate and he's so um, just endearing. I think, yeah, I think he's brilliant. I love him. Like, I love him. Yeah, so also, nice also, his man, his man well. management. I think that yeah. goes under the radar because like the way he's dealt with so many different players this season. Um, yeah, more more recently, point. Sanchez, I think that's the one we probably should say. I think yes, for course, the, yeah. the match leading up to the game, Sanchez... Asked if he was going to be featured or something like that. Zerbi said no, and then they agreed that um, Sanchez didn't have to travel with the team. Which is, I don't know. Does that does that say that he will be going in the summer? Probably. If you're asking to not turn up, like that's that's what you get paid to do. Even if you're not going to play, you can turn up because that's that's literally your job. So it's strange one. Even if Zerbi gave him his blessings to do so, maybe there was a reason. But I don't, from what I've read at the a screenshot of the Athletic, it didn't seem like there was any mm. reason. Do, do, the vibes I'm getting from Sanchez is that he's not, he's willing to, he wants to be a starter, but he's not willing to fight for it. That's the kind of vibes that I, and I, I could be well off it. I could be, I could be wrong, but that's just the vibes I get from him. It's like, he, it's, it's like an entitlement from him. He's like, I should be number one, but he doesn't feel like he has to battle for it. Would you agree with that, Ryan? Or do you think it's something different, maybe? I, mate, I, I don't know Robert Sanchez, so I don't know. Um, but... I don't know. If the Zerbi's not putting him in, it's whatever reason. He thinks that Steele's better. Um, I think that Steele's definitely been playing better recently. Um, so I think there's nothing you can really do about it. Uh, you can look at um, Everton, which was a poor game. Um, Sanchez had a good game at Wembley. So it's, it's weird, you know. But I think, you know, he prefers Steele. So what happens? Sanchez doesn't want to stay, doesn't want to be number two, wants to leave. I don't really blame him. I'd probably do the same. Um, you know, if you're a goalkeeper, a young goalkeeper, you want to play. Um, you know, you're a good. he's a good player, don't get me wrong. So you're going to want to go. Um, I'd imagine he probably does, uh, is my take. Um, yeah. So is what it yeah, is. I, 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 he doesn't seem like the character that wants to be a number two. I was about to say, I, I can't see him being number two at all. Like, no. yeah, It's either number one or I'm out, basically. Yeah, yeah. and I can't but, yeah, blame uh, him. You know, I'd do the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, hundred yeah. percent. I think that shows it shows his mentality as well. Like he wants to be number one, but mm. does he have the drive to to get there? I suppose that's a different conversation uh, to have. But then final two points, boys, uh, before we wrap up, um, let's start with Duncan Colwell because yeah, we, we big them up uh, throughout Elite. like here and there. But as a partnership, um, they were brilliant yesterday. Really, really good. Really solid. I think Colwell had one of his best games. I think Dunk had a few. What was it? I think he had one misplaced pass in the first yeah. half. I thought, yeah, it was a bit dodgy. Oh yeah, yeah, he had a few. But he, he, you know, in general, he, he, he's, you know, he's, we know he's Mr. Brighton. He's solid. He's Mr. Reliable. You, you nine times out of ten. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's start with you, Ben. That that partnership. Do you first of all, let's start with. Do you think Cole will be here next season? Which I think we can all probably know the answer to that. But and if he will be, do you think Duncan Cole are the, the centre back pairing to take us into potentially Europe? Oh, I don't know. I th- I th- is that I think there's a balance between the Duncan Webster and the Duncan Colwell. I like them both, but for different reasons. Uh, I, it, it always goes down to whether Dunk plays well as well. I think we've mentioned it before. When Dunk plays well, his partner plays well as well. Um, it's, it's never really, it's never really different. Like you, you don't, we wouldn't have Webster carrying Dunk, for example. Uh, it's usually the other way around, or well, not the other way around. But when they, when that's where I think well, that Levi is better, well. because I oh, think really? that Levi can carry Dunk as well i think it can i think he's got more capacity to carry dunk but at the same time webster was really good as well um uh, in that six nil 
um, and the one nil. So I think it's, yeah, it gets Man United. Yeah, so it's it's a bit of a toss up for me, um, but I still I I think the ceiling of Colwell is exceptionally high. I think it's higher than anyone that's been at this club before. Uh, I think he could be like, you know, serious player. Um, and we said that right at the beginning. So I think he's, I think you've got to stay. If you, if you get Colwell on a permanent, he's got to start alongside Dunk, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Um, and th- yeah, they've just been, uh, they were brilliant last, uh, yesterday. I thought they were colossal. And then the final thing, again, going back to the Zerbi's um, post-match sort of comments, um, he did say, um, his quote was along the lines of, we have to be prepared to lose Caicedo and McAllister going into the next season. Now, we all we all know, we all knew that was going to happen. It was pretty much expected. It's not like it's, it's shocking news. But I think to hear it from De Zerbi's mouth um, and sort of basically solidify what we all knew, I think that's the more mm. the impact of, of, of those comments. Um, we, we've touched on it already. Do you think, I th- well, I, I pers- I'll start on this one. I think personally, I think Caicedo will be a much bigger loss than McAllister by, by a country mile just because of Agreed. what he adds to the team and, you know, the the system we play, all, all those kind of things. And McAllister, I think, Ben, you, you touched on it earlier as well. Like, is he a bit inflated just because of the, the, the World Cup performances? Not to say he isn't a great player. But Ryan, um, yeah, if they were to go, who would you want to see replace them? It, it could be from this current squad or even potentially outside of, the, of this squad. Oh mate, I don't know, and this is why I'm not, and this is why I'm not a um, recruitment. <laughs> Some random bloke in the Belgian league, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah like as much as I'd love to say this and this and this and this, I don't think uh, it's really for me to do because I think that whoever whoever the club are going to bring in, I'm going to trust it. I think Dahoud is a good signing. Um, I think if you're going to get, you know, sort of 20, 15, 20 games out of him because his injury record isn't great. Um, he's going to be good for, for backup. You're going to have James Milner obviously coming in for backup too. Um, I think apparently Dahoud is capable of also starting you know, a lot of games if he can stay fit. Um, from what I've heard from Dortmund fans is that he's you know a, a, a very, 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 very good quality player. He's, he's like a Pascal Gross, as in he's very, very technical, creates a lot of chances, you know, that sort of player. Um, but his injury record, you know? So I think yeah. if we've got Someone else, I don't know. Um, Yassin, I think, is very capable. I think Billy Gilmore's re- very good. Um, but I do think that Billy Gilmore isn't Casado. I think Billy Gilmore's Billy Gilmore. I think he's a, a, a bit of more of a... He's closer to a six than an eight, and I couldn't see him being an eight. Whereas Ayari, I could see him being an eight, you know, possibly could cover six. I think João Pedro, whether he becomes a 10 for us, I don't know, because I haven't seen possible, him play for, it. for us yet. Um, but I, I reckon that he's got the versatility to become one, knowing De Zerbi. Um Depends on who we bring yeah, from in. What I think because... Watford's fans were saying oh. that he can do a job in, in 10. So, I, mm. I mean, he's he can do it on the wing as well. Yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he can do that 10, um, 10 yeah. role. And also, if it's uh, what the casuals say, I'm sure De Zerbi will make Carl Pedro a, a well-beater as well as all the other For players. Sure. Uh, he'll probably add him to that... another five positions. Like He'll be able to play yeah. left, right, central, midfield. Goal. By the end of the next season, he'll be able to play at least all of them. I guarantee <laughs> I'm going to call it now. <laughs> Hello. Oh, sorry oh. about that, boys. Um, I, I, I was having technical issues. You dipped out. I just couldn't get my mic off mute. Um, <laughs> so, boys, uh, yeah, what an incredible result at the Emirates. Um, yeah, the three-peat um, at the Emirates. It is our dance floor, uh, or, you know, uh, I didn't want to say it. but Thank you, Roberto, for giving us We get so many good results there. 
Yeah, we've had yeah. some incredible results. Um, and and more importantly, to round this off, we've got such huge games coming up now. We've got oh, four bro. more games to go. We've got Newcastle next, which we will be doing a preview for, um, which will be coming out very soon on YouTube. Uh, well, prior to the game. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a very important, and it could go down to the very last day against Aston yeah. Villa. We didn't want to say it, but potentially for Europe, uh, Villa could be a huge game. But if we keep getting results like the one we did yesterday, then we don't right. even need to rely on Villa. We can qualify by Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we can qualify exa- by Sunday. Exa- exactly. So let's We've got just four more games left, and Tottenham and Villa, who are behind us by one point, have only got two more games left. And obviously, our we can games do this on the are preview, very man. tough. Give them content. Give the people yeah, true. Content, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll the because we need the ad money. What do you mean? Yeah. We make so much <laughs> money off this channel. We need to make as much as we can. So much money. <laughs> uh, right, boys, uh, comments down below. Um, what are we going for? 3 Pete? It's got to be either, sorry? 3 Pete? No, that's no, a no, basketball no. reference. Brian doesn't Oh, know. right, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched basketball. So it's like repeat. It's like repeat, but 3 Pete. Yeah, it's, it's I like see. three people. I get, right? I, get four it, beat, I get it. 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 Maybe something to do with Roberto because I think that he's deserved some credit just for, a little bit. Forza Roberto. There you go. Forza, Forza Roberto. Roberto. Thank you, Roberto. Yeah. Anything along them lines. Yeah, for, yeah Forza take, Forza take your pick. Take your pick. Let's go for. Yeah, Forza Roberto. Whatever you want. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Italian. A little bit multilingual on the channel, boys. But as per usual, please do like, comment, and subscribe. It really does mean a lot to us. I've actually noticed, actually, this is a little... To people who've made it this far, you people watching on YouTube, I haven't noticed our likes are actually really super low in comparison to the views we get. So please, please, please. So what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Please. We've got to say this at the beginning. I know, I know, I know. But we're... Yeah, we should at the beginning. Yeah, we should, we should, we should. We're we're too humble. The thing is, we're not like hungry boys, are we? We don't go out there and be like, please like my stuff. Exactly. We're all about the content. We're all about the content. But We only leave our likes on Tinder, don't we, boys? No, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. We're taking men. Me and Brian. Oh, yeah, you actually are to fair. Right, boys, absolute pleasure. Please like, comment, and subscribe. And of course, keep streaming it on Apple and Spotify, all that good stuff. And we shall see you for the preview of Newcastle. And then we should see you, obviously, for the post-match of Newcastle. Peace out. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.